COVID-19. What about us? A spotlight on direct provision. I'm an asylum seeker. I am residing in Rosler Port Lodge Accommodation Centre. I am alone. I don't have a family for now. And people are living in those centres, which is not humanly. That was the voice of an asylum seeker living in direct provision in County Wexford. Many faced the system alone, while others entered these centres with their families and young children. The Ombudsman for Children recently called for an immediate end to the use of commercial emergency hotels for asylum seekers. It follows publication of results of an investigation into the safety and welfare of children in direct provision by the Ombudsman Children's Office in 2020. Overcrowding, food with poor nutritional content and staff who have not been vetted to work with children are among a range of worrying findings from one centre examined in the report. Saoirse Brady is Head of Legal, Policy and Public Affairs of Children's Rights Alliance. In a lot of the centres, the food is provided for people. And that means that some children are growing up never seeing their parents cook a meal for them. You know, there's a huge cultural and social aspect of food and meals. You know, as Irish people, we we like getting together with family and friends, having a, a meal out or cooking a Sunday dinner for each other or that kind of thing, you know, to celebrate. And that's often just not possible in direct provision centres where you don't have the space. What the Children's Rights Alliance has called for for years now is that whatever system is in place, that people have their own front door, that they have their own space, that they can close the door in the outside world and live together as a family. The report also found the staff were not trained in child protection, despite assurances that they had been, while parents were wrongly warned that their children may be removed by child protection services if they did not supervise them properly. Niall Muldoon is the Ombudsman for Children. That's the essence of control, you know, that's pure power. Um, again, we, we've uh, encouraged the, the service to make sure that everybody involved, anyone that's contracted in this, into the services now, uh, have to be properly trained in child protection, they have to be properly trained in um, caring for, for people in these circumstances, and they cannot be making those sort of threats. Because again, you, come and, you can imagine these children and parents have come from through trauma, through war, Head of Legal, Policy and Public Affairs of Children's Rights Alliance, Saoirse Brady, explained some of the living conditions young people face. What we would hear from families and from children and young people themselves living in direct provision, it's the everyday stuff that really gets to them. In a lot of centres, they don't have their own space. So you have whole families maybe sharing a bedroom. That's particularly hard when you have parents who have no time or space to themselves children, particularly teenagers, when they start wanting more of their own private space. Family members have to get dressed in front of each other. Sometimes siblings have to share beds. Children of different ages, all in the one space with their parents. Remote learning became the new normal for students nationwide as a result of schools closing for the most of 2020 and the start of this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. With many children living in direct provision, not having access to broadband or computer services, how did they manage to attend school this year? Those in direct provision, there has been a digital divide. People may may not have had access to devices or adequate broadband to access online learning. 
and you know particularly for people in vulnerable groups who may have you know tried to engage with online learning they mightn't necessarily have wanted like say on zoom you know they mightn't have wanted to turn on their camera to show their living space and you're sharing a room with members of your family and you know that's your only living space then there really was a concern for some of those young people that they didn't want to share that space with their classmates in case they were ridiculed. This asylum seeker says seeing children living in conditions like these is depressing. Families are living together because the children will be playing and it's so hard to tell children you can't play anymore. So it was depressing for them. It was depressing for us adults. COVID-19. What about us? A spotlight on direct provision. 